Yo, 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 what's up, Josh? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's up, Aaron? What's up? Um, obviously, obviously we were without our friend John today on this podcast. It is a uh, sad day in John's house as uh, John has uh, reported to us briefly before the podcast that that his dog Franklin has passed away. So we are, uh, we'll, we'll pause here for a moment of silence and remembering Franklin, a great dog, great man's best friend that always sat next to John watching the Redskins games and, uh, you know, just a, just a really great, great dog. Yeah. And there's a picture of Franklin in the podcast, uh, track right now for you to look at. We will take just a moment here. Remember Franklin. All right. All right. Um, on to on to uh, I would love to say on to better things, but the the, uh, the Redskins did not do so well this week. But I guess before we do that, we we need to thank our uh, longtime benevolent sponsor, uh, David Lee Legal Services. Thank you, David Lee, for continually supporting Harry Hog football. Harry Hog football. I got a picture yes. from David Lee this week. I forgot to put it up on the podcast. Did you guys get it? I think I forwarded it to you. Uh, oh, yes. It's the one from the uh, custard shop at uh, in Pennsylvania. We went to that place. Dude, you love that we, custard shop. When we, go up to, when we went up to the uh, to Redskins training camp, we would go over to that custard shop and get our custard. It was literally right outside the field there in, uh, in, in that. And we had some crazy adventures. What was that? What was that place we stayed at? Some camping trip. We stayed at, dude, we stayed at some redneck um campsite because you were like dude we can just go up there and we can camp after the training camp we can just go to the national park right there but we went there at like seven at night and all the sites were filled and they're like there's a private camp down the road you might be able to get a site at oh that's right that's right yes it was pretty scary and like we pulled in and it was dark and we couldn't see anything and we woke up in the next morning and we looked around and it was kind of like it was like we were in the middle of deliverance without even knowing it <laughs> I know, man. There are like people living there. It's crazy. Yeah, and but, we uh, we bought ourselves a bumper sticker that said "Paddle Faster." I hear banjo music. <laughs> I think that was the year too that um, that Jeff George refused to sign your hat or something. That was definitely it. That that dude. <laughs> <laughs> we we're like, fine, screw you, Jeff George. We're going to get some custard. <laughs> so anyway, Dick. David Lee sent us a photo of him outside the custard shop there with uh, he had his Dallas sucks flag basically tied off to the pole 
holding it out there in front of the uh, custard shop with the stadium in the background. And John's um, Dallas Sucks flag was flying proudly this week at his new home. Was. And Dallas did suck. They did suck, and they still got a win, which kind of made me mad. But They still won. And we'll break down the game here in just a second. But, man, how did... I don't understand how they could win the game with just field goals. We had a touchdown. I mean, they they only had field goals. They they didn't even score a touchdown. I mean, I, I I was going back and forth about this. It's like, did we play better defense than they played better than they played defense? Yet somehow they still won. It just did not add up to me. It did not make sense. Both of the offenses kind of sucked in this game. Or you can look at it the other way and say both both of the defenses were really good. But what I think is it came down to only two plays. It was an evenly fought battle the entire game. And it came down to the botched field goal where we would have won by one point. Or it came down to the third and 21 that we gave up 30 yards on and got a BS uh, face mask penalty on, but still third and twenty one. I mean, that's what it came down to for me. Those two plays. Other than that, I mean, I can't really say that Dallas is a better team than the Redskins because they won that game. There were so many field goals. It's just like it was crazy. They kicked crazy. six field I- goals. And how many did we kick? Um, I don't know. We had the touchdown. We kicked three <laughs> field goals. We kicked three. Three field goals and a touchdown. They kicked six field goals. So, I mean, we, we were definitely keeping them out of the end zone, but still. My gosh. Well, you know, if you ask the um, – one of the things that we did notice, I think everybody noticed, you know, from an offensive standpoint on Dallas, uh, was that the snaps from – What's their center's name? Costa? Phil Costa. Phil Costa. Costa. He's no relation to uh, Bill Costas. Bob Costas. (laughs) Bob Costas. They were horrible all night long. So then it comes out that basically Phil Costa is saying that the Redskins were cheating. He was accusing them of cheating after the game. Like, basically, okay, all right, I have a quote (laughs) here from him. He says, he says, there's no blaming the refs. It's on, (laughs) it's on me what he says right uh-huh. but but uh then basically he um he turned around and said well it wasn't totally on me and then he goes and he blames the defensive line of the redskins basically accusing them of uh calling out the snap count to keep him out of rhythm what is he talking about he should know the snap count he can't tell if the person in front of him saying it or the person behind him <laughs> i mean he knows that he takes it from behind. You know why? Because sounds coming out of the front of him and coming out of the back of him are probably really close to one another. <laughs> it sounds like, dude, he just needs to man up and take responsibility for his own crappy dude, actions. Dude, seriously. So, like, um, Steve, Stephen Bowen, you know, who used to play in Dallas, I guess he was suspected of these tactics, and he basically said, honestly... I don't understand how I could simulate his snap count. That's what I said. He said, am I supposed to memorize the colors and the numbers he was saying? 
He's like, honestly, I lost a lot of respect for Costa. It, you know, <laughs> he said, if that was the case, why didn't any of their other offensive linemen jump off sides? It doesn't make any sense because he's lying. <laughs> be a man. Stand by your word. Everybody respects a man that tells the truth. That's what Stephen Bowen. Exactly, <laughs> dude. What? Seriously. You suck and you try to push the blame on someone else. Because he did it like six times. And yet the Cowboys still won. Here's the, th- here's the other play that made me mad in that game. And it always happens with Tony Romo. This is why I can't stand him so much. Like one of those snaps that went like 30 yards back and he still picked it up and threw it for like Dude, a three-yard game. Dude, he picked it up game. and threw it. I know. How did he do that? I mean, how did we let him do that? We he always been do. all over that. And then the third and 21 was just like old times too. He always does stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we got him on third and 21. We got this game wrapped up. And then that was... Ho- that was Hazlitt's fault, though, dude. I mean, I don't, you probably heard all yeah. that stuff from uh, D. Hall about him, like, cussing <laughs> after the game and stuff. Well, that's because you know what Hazlitt did on that play? He went all-out blitz on third and 21. Why Why did he do that? That was that was <laughs> dumb. I was, I was going, <laughs> dude, I, I, you could see the writing on the wall. He's like, all-out blitz, all-out blitz. And I'm like, great. Everybody's coming. Only thing uh, Tony Romo has to do is throw this ball up, and there's going to be somebody wide open out there to catch it. Yeah, and it was the their only receiver, Des Bryant. And, <laughs> and D'Angelo Hall had a crappy game, dude. He had a crappy... Des. Dude, he was getting batted around by old Jason Witten, too. Did you notice that? Every time he could attack him, he was like a little like uh, gnat. Kept bothering Witten, and Witten would be like, get out of my way. I know, dude. Actually, he couldn't wrap him up. He couldn't tackle. What they, was up? They did, a, they did a pretty good job of containing Witten, though. They did a pretty good job of containing Dallas in general. But, I mean, the offense needed to just step up and do something. I mean, the defense gave them plenty of chances to win the game, and they didn't get it done. So, that third and 21, I can only blame them so much because I think it's more of the fault of the offense that we didn't win that game. Now, we do have to point out, like, uh, you know, there were some good things too, right? Like, we had, we did have uh, that forced fumble. LeRon Landry, I got to say, came in looking like a beast his first game back. Dude, LeRon uh, Landry howls that Robinson guy on the sideline. You couldn't have missed it. They kept showing it going into breaks and stuff. Dude, that hit was just like, oh, oh my God. I think the defense got about 20% better as soon as he stepped on the field. I'm, I'm, excited about that going forward this and, season and i think he's gonna be better this week next week you know over the next couple of weeks you know how it is it's like uh when you haven't done something in a while and you think you're in shape and you think you're game ready but until you get actually back in the game into that long paced rhythm of it you know uh you might be great for the first quarter and then you start tiring a little bit your body just has to get used to it again and i think uh, to me this could just be my observation but watching Leron landry it's like he looked really awesome coming back in that first quarter. And then he kind of like, you know, sort of petered out a little bit uh, going down towards the end of the and, and I wanted to see him, you know, sustainably play that way, the way that he was playing uh, early on because his hits were just huge. Well, there was one and, point. There was one point in the fourth quarter where they showed him, like when the Cowboys got the ball first and goal on like the two and they still didn't get in. Because they suck. Anyway, um, 
the Ron Landry, they showed a picture of him standing in the end zone, and he looked like he was about to throw up. Dude, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know, like, when you have it exercised in a lot, not that he hasn't exercised, you know he has. But, I mean, like, when you haven't run that much or done, you know, just full tilt, and you come back into it, I, I just, I think that might have affected him a little bit this week as the game went on. And, I, you know, I think over the next couple of weeks, like, like you said, Aaron, I think, like, uh, he's just going to continue getting better, and I think it's going to be something that, that we all look forward to seeing. Did, you didn't hear anything about him after the game, did you? Did he go out? Was he sick or anything? Or did they just An- not say anything? Andrew? Yeah. No, I'll tell you, I was, um, I was a little bit worried. I don't know if you noticed at uh, the beginning of the second half that he didn't come on the field. Yeah, I did and, notice because uh, Dowdy He was just in. went to the sideline. Yeah, and I was like, what? What's up with Dowdy? What's up with Dowdy? And I was on Twitter, and uh, I sent a tweet to um, Kelly Johnson at CSN, and she wrote back and said, no, it was like a tape issue or something with his shoe. They couldn't get his tape right or something. They had to retape his ankle or something. So um, so he was out for a few plays, but then he did come back in a few plays later. But I was, I thought, was it sick? Was it an injury? Another, oh, Lord, did he injure himself again? That kind of thing. I was glad that that wasn't. Yeah, he's he's going to be huge going forward. Just like he was last year. He had like 85 tackles in like eight games or something like that, or nine games, however many he played. He led the team <clears> in tackles, and then we had him didn't have him the whole rest of the season. So right. it'll, be, I mean, it'll be good to have him, what, 14 games this year? Yeah, and then he punched uh, He punched out uh, – you know that that fumble he forced that fumble that we recovered that it was that crazy recovered fumble over there right yep um who recovered that josh wilson yeah um i think I mean, it was barnes that almost stepped out with it and then he wasn't touching the sideline anyway yeah, yeah that was yeah that was a good call for the refs and it was a good challenge for um yeah definitely Shanahan. a good challenge yep sure uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Josh Wilson, dude. I mean, D'Angelo Hall, think about this. How many times have you seen Josh Wilson get burnt this year compared to D'Angelo Hall? Hmm. I don't know. How many? Dude, I, what was I that? Can't, I, <laughs> sorry, dude. I was I was pulling up something uh, online about Laurent Landry to make sure that he wasn't sick or there was anything going on and a little video played in the background. Um, I don't, I, I think we've seen Hall, but maybe just because look at, we look for Hall because he's more of a high profile kind of guy that way. I but think I mean, Josh Wilson's playing better, man. I don't know. I think he's playing better than Hall. Yeah. I'm going to keep a closer eye on him, but it seems to me that Hall is always the one getting beat. I mean, you guys write in and feel free to tell me if you think I'm on crack, but that's the way I've been seeing it. But I haven't been keying in on watching Josh Wilson. I just noticed that his name has not come up as often. Right. And yeah. Atagwe, dude, he had that huge uh Oh, he broke up that pass in the end zone. In the, uh, that was awesome. In the end zone. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, cuz that I could well, you know, there you go. That could have been a touch a touchdown, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think him and Landry are going to be awesome as the safeties, dude, cuz he can cover better than Landry yeah. and let Landry you know go crush people like he's prone to do. Yep. Completely agree. Mm. I think that, you know, that we're shaping up to be, uh, 
the defense I think is shaping up to be really solid. I think they're you know it's funny like in past seasons we've got like way into the season like week eight or week nine and said um, oh I think the defense is starting to gel. Well, it's almost like they came into the season and they're they're playing well together. They just need to work out all the, the little things now, the things that make it. Uh, you know, make it sustainable uh, for them throughout the games. And then on the other side of the ball, the offense needs to get out there and do their job. (laughs) Yeah, the offense, dude. All right, I'm a little concerned about the offense. We finally got some runs going slightly in the beginning of the third quarter. And then Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan Jr., um, he stopped running at all. He just started throwing passes all day. Where did the run game go? Seriously, I know. He's too passive. I mean, we came out. Thing. We came out running, 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 running. I mean, it was literally like high tower up the middle. Uh, then we had actually a really good pass to Santana Moss after that. This is like the beginning of the game. Then it was high tower left, high tower right, Cooley up the middle. Um, I mean, it was just run, run, run. Then, you know, Grossman did started passing at that point. All right. So we got it. We went down, had a field goal. Um, you know, then the next, basically the next uh, possession, uh, it was a high tower run, high tower run right, high tower run left, coolly up the middle. We did that same coolly up the middle thing, which they were wise. They had wised up to it by that point. Yeah, that which, was By dumb. the way, that was dumb. Were we, do, were we doing that? Is that something that we would have put Mike Sellers in typically to run that? And they put Cooley in because Sellers was hurt? Yes. That's how I understand it. I heard because that. Because Sellers, Sellers was, was active. limited play. He was yeah. active, but only in a limited role on special teams. Right. So so Cooley is suddenly a, feel, uh, a, uh, a fullback. And I think, has he ever carried the ball in the history of playing for the Redskins? I think that's the first two times they said he's on, done it. On the TV, they said that was his first time. I think it's his, like, 100-and-some game with the Redskins, and it's the first time he's ever carried a football on a run. <laughs> right. So Yeah, so that, that was weird. Yeah, I don't understand what Kyle Shanahan's play calling some of the time. Like, sometimes I like it, and then I'm like, dude, what are you doing now? I mean, there that one play, though, was pretty awesome, that touchdown pass to Hightower <laughs> where he had um, – I think Mike Sellers was in on that, wasn't he? Yeah. He had Mike Sellers go in on the lead block, but then they didn't hand it to him. He just ran out and caught a touchdown instead. Dude, basically, we mixed it up. We ran the ball really well in the first quarter, uh, and we had a couple of nice passes in the first quarter, too. But then once we got to the second quarter, literally, literally, we came out, and and to me, I would have said, let's run the ball, because what happened was we came out and – uh, in, in the second quarter, uh, Dallas started off the second quarter. They still had the ball. They basically punted to us. And then uh, Grossman comes out. What's the first thing he does? He uh, throws an interception. Mm-hmm. You know, a really pass, bad interception. Try- yeah, really bad. He was trying to throw for um, um, to Fred Davis, I believe. Well, here's the that wasn't- Did you get the feeling like through the whole first half that Grossman was afraid that he was going to get sacked because it was like he was throwing balls away early mm-hmm. and – and looking all agitated, and and they had a max protect in on like every play. Like they were so afraid of Demarcus Ware that he was too. He didn't play like he wasn't loose. Yeah, it's like he. Um, it's like he flip flopped though. It's like he was afraid at the beginning, but then 
at the end of the game, it's like he wasn't even aware. So yeah, yeah, I it was don't just know. Weird. I, I think don't know either. I think it was because the offensive line was pretty much. Um, Trent Williams was holding off DeMarcus Ware pretty well. I think DeMarcus Ware had one sack, if I'm not mistaken. But he was doing a pretty good job, so maybe by the end of it, uh, Rex Grossman, yeah, went the other way and just was being dumb, just like holding the ball out. Like, here, hit this out of my hand. Well, here's the other thing that that um, I found was kind of interesting. Like, as we're talking about Kyle Shanahan and like strategy for this game, you know, running the ball in the first quarter and then getting into the second quarter and there's all this passing going on. But even any any other running in the second quarter, uh, the ball went to Halu. Halu could run the ball. It's great. Um, I was wondering if it might have been a strategy to, hey, let's run high tower in the first quarter. Any runs in the second quarter go to Halu rather than trying to mix it up because I, I don't think that high tower touched the uh, the ball again. I remember right until like right down at the two minute warning uh, before the half. And so, I mean, basically uh, as running goes, the whole second quarter belonged to Halu. Yeah. I don't know if anything happened to Hightower or he just needed a break or they were mixing it up, but I like Halu, dude. He's got a pretty good, he's going to be good. Oh yeah. I, I, yes, it's pretty obvious. I give him two years. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I, I just, I don't know. I think he's going to be great. Hey, here's a question, though. Why was everybody slipping, falling? What was all that about? Um, I heard something about that. It was on the post game. Someone wrote in, all right, you got a hot Texas day. It's like 95 degrees out. And... And the hydraulic fluid pumps break from the roof. No, no, no. Listen, just dude. like the old roof was broken, so <laughs> so it spilled all over the field, and they slipped and fell. No, no. All right. So basically, it's like all hot out. This is what someone told me. I don't know if I got this right. And then right before the game, they opened the roof, and there was air conditioning in there, and they said something about condensation, condensation on the field. But how come Dallas wasn't slipping? Is my question. Yeah, that was, it was weird. Brian Mitchell was like, they play on the same field, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I don't, it, it, <laughs> did you see Brian Mitchell in the post game? No, I didn't catch him. Dude, they were going around grading like the different things on the Redskins, like the offense and defense and coaching and stuff like that. <clears throat> and like every single thing was like D, D minus, F <laughs> from Brian Mitchell. And everyone else is like C, B. You know, A minus. He was pretty mad. Yep. <sighs> this game. Man, I just. <laughs> it was painful. I so thought we had this game. I could not believe the way this game. Dude, I knew if we didn't score on that. Um... That last, before Dallas got the ball back at the end, I knew when we had it right before that, I knew if we didn't score at least three points, we were going to lose. I could just sense it. And I told John that. I was like, dude, if we don't score here, we're going to lose. And we did. It sucks. I gotta but, say, but I'm not really that upset say, about it because we played pretty well, I thought. I mean, I thought so too. I thought that, um, I thought that there were some coaching missteps game 
you know, I, I felt like Hazlitt made some poor decisions on the defense. I think uh, I think I resound uh, the sentiment of many others who, same thing. Just looking at watching the Twitter feed. I mean, what was that guy we were talking about? Him, uh, um, Desmond, Desmond C. Lee on Twitter, man. He was going crazy talking about this stuff. I was trying to calm him down after the game, dude. <laughs> it was funny. He got into a lengthy conversation with uh, Tanner Cooley, too, about it. It was kind of funny to watch that that conversation on Twitter about all this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he was just uh, on and on about Hazlitt. Um, I think that also there were some clock management problems that uh, the Redskins I mean, I, I, I wondered why when we called our timeouts, why we let a, a certain number of seconds run off the clock before we called a timeout in certain situations. Um, there was a one play where we called a timeout. It was getting down towards the end of the game, and we called a timeout. And we let, like, I don't even know how many seconds tick off the clock before we called it. I don't know if maybe Shanahan was waiting for some review or something like that to happen, but we were, you know, we were sitting there yelling, going, timeout, call a timeout. Yeah, and then Jabber Gaffney on that one catch didn't get out of bounds. But it did, dude, it didn't matter. What mattered was that Grossman got the ball stripped. We only needed like 20-some more yards to get into field goal range. And he was dude, like he running was not even aware. Wasn't even aware. Dude, if he would have just tucked the ball instead of like looking behind him and looking for someone that was over, if he would have just tucked the ball and ran, we would have been a much better sh- shot at winning than what he did. Anyway. I just, ugh. Dude, how many, anyway. how many sacks did DeMarcus Ware have? Do you have the thing open? I think it's only one. I mean, they did pretty good on him. Marcus Ware? Yeah, I can tell you. Hang on. Uh... Basically, Marcus Ware. He had one sack. That is correct. He had a sack, and Spencer had a sack. Spencer also had that forced fumble at the end. And Brian Arakpo got um, held. Did he have a sack also? He did not have a sack. Did any Redskins uh, have a sack? Carriker and Kerrigan shared a sack. Ooh. All right. Yep. Um, you know, other than that, Kerrigan did have a forced fumble. That was and, on uh, that was that on the sack? I think it was. I think it was. I believe it or was. Or is that yeah. the one that Tony Romo just fell back on? I don't remember, dude. It's hard for know. me to remember this stuff. I mean, uh there were three forced fumbles though. I mean, if you look at the numbers for the defense compared to the numbers for the defense with Dallas. Um, the Redskins' defense played better than Dallas, and that's what I don't understand. I mean, we didn't allow any touchdowns. We had three worst fumbles. Dude, we um, had a blocked not, field goal. That's one of the problems. I know. Three forced fumbles. We had one interception. Yeah. You know. They had one interception, too. They had one interception, but they only had one forced fumble. We had, you know... Two more forced fumbles than them. Yeah, but of the forced fumbles, we only got one of them back. That's the thing. We're not capitalizing on that. We got to capitalize on those those forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. Also, there were some other potential interceptions that didn't happen. Yeah, but I think the defense 
this team looks to me a lot better than last year. So oh, no denying that. I agree. hundred percent. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. it was pretty disappointing, but at the same time, it's not like those games that we've had in the past against like the Eagles last year, where we just got destroyed or the giants in the last five years where they just walk all over us and we can't stop them for anything. You know, it's funny too, though. I got to say, you know, at the end of the game, you know, watching ESPN, this is what bugged the crap out of me. You would have thought that Tony Romo invented pretty girls or something. I mean, they were like, oh, Tony Romo. Oh, yeah, he had such a great game. He played with broken ribs. Oh, I know, I mean, dude. That's what Will, like, if you'll notice, we didn't have Will on the beginning of this week's podcast. That's because his, <laughs> uh, his voicemail was talking all about how he just can't stay on ESPN more than actual losing to the Cowboys was listening to them. And oh my we, we couldn't put him on on the beginning because we had had to put the little explicit uh, lyric symbol on front of the podcast, and we didn't really want to do that. So, Yeah, it was, I mean, it was unbelievable. I was like, really? I mean, they, it was just blatant. We love Tony Romo. But, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. If you look at Rex Grossman's numbers versus Tony Romo's numbers. They're Tony both Romo bad. Was, They're both bad. Well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, but look at them. I mean, there was not one that was any better than the other yet. The other, I mean, just because the Cowboys win, I guess. But, you know, Romo was 22 for 36 for 255 yards with one interception. Actually, Rex Grossman had better numbers, 22 for 37 with 250 yards, one TD, and one interception. So, so, I mean, seven points there that Rex Grossman had that Tony Romo didn't have. Other than that, they're pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know. I know, dude. But the difference is the two points. (laughs) The difference is that field goal kicker that's probably related to us because his last name is Bailey. I don't know. I got to say this, though. Uh, we were talking about the the wet field and everybody's slipping. And uh, so I put it out there on Twitter, too. Why is the field so wet? Got a great response from um, from our, our friend uh, Paul Tattersdill over in the U.K., who, by the way, diehard Redskins fan, by the way, you know, he's up in the middle of the night watching this game. When the game was over, he was making breakfast. Yeah, he was about um, to go to work. I mean, you know, he basically had to get up at, at uh, to start the game at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Our time. I mean, his time. You know? um, but he, he responded. I said, why is, it, why is everybody slipping? And he wrote, he wrote, at Harry Hogg, slipping due to wide receivers wetting themselves thinking about hit by Landry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So anyway, there were some pluses to this game. We would have liked to uh, be three and zero right now, especially playing Dallas. We didn't want to win. We didn't want to lose that game playing a division rival like that. But you know, we'll uh, roll into St. Louis next week. Hopefully, have an easier time with the Rams. Although they could be a sleeper surprise, they must want it pretty bad right now because they're sucking so badly. And they beat. And uh, we in the past, we've always lost those games that we should have won and won yeah, the games we, I mean, that we should have lost, like last we can't, year. Yeah, we can't just say, well, whew, well, at least we're going to St. Louis. That'll be an easy game. They beat hope, us, dude. They beat us I hope. This is revenge. I know. I know. So, you know, we've got to uh we got to go in and we gotta take St. Louis seriously. We gotta take every team seriously every week and uh go in and and play well together as a team. Otherwise it's I just don't think we can take anything for granted or take anything that it's gonna be easy. Yeah. 
just won't. Um, yeah, well, we better take a break, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side of the break, and we'll give our uh, game balls, kicking the balls, and uh, a little bit more on the, the Cowboys injury report, injury report yeah. and whatnot. So uh, we'll talk to you guys after this short break. You are listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Hog episode 266. Josh, yo, yo, yo! <laughs> I'm back. All right. I'm back, dude. Whoa. That's my injury report music. That's Edgar Meyer right there. I'll tell you why it's the injury report music. Because. Turn it down, dude. Man. <laughs> Sorry. Because the name of the song is Ham and Cheese. And there are so many hamstring injuries. Seriously. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. All right. Go ahead with the injury report, dude. <laughs> we talk about this every season seems to get worse every season. What can they do to keep these guys from getting these hamstring injuries? I think we need to bring on a guest, talk about the hamstring, how it works, how it gets injured, what these players could do. Because I don't know. I mean, we hear more and more about it. But basically... 15 minutes of stretching? (laughs) You Basically, we got Anthony Armstrong with a hamstring injury. We got... uh, uh, our safety, uh, Dijon Gomes, with a hamstring injury. Yeah, he was we inactive got, last week, by the way. Yes, he was. We've got uh, our fullback, Daryl Young, with a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, another reason. Chris Cooley's at fullback, right? Inactive. Uh, inactive. We've got uh, 
I mean, we've got LaRon Landry is still nursing his hamstring injury, although he looked pretty good, man, when he was sprinting full out. Uh, you know, he was looking fast. Dude, um, he did dude. Not, he didn't, yeah. Did any wide receivers besides Santana Moss and Jabari Gaffney catch the ball? Fred Davis make the catch? He's a tight end. Oh, that's right. Any wide receivers? Uh, I don't remember any. I could be wrong. I can look that up for you and let you know. All right, all right. Go ahead with the injury um, report. But uh, other other injuries here. I mean, so we've got all these hamstring injuries going on, right? Then we've got you know, of course, the old standbys, the guys that have been nursing stuff for a while, uh, but they're playing. Brandon Banks still nursing the knee. Stephen Bowen, you know, he's got this little elbow injury going on. Uh, Chris Cooley, his knee is still, you know, he's still trying to bring it along. Will Montgomery. The Ron um, Landry still. The Ron Landry's hamstring. Josh Wilson, he's he's got this, still got this back that's bothering him. They were able, they, these, those guys were all able to practice um, so far this week. But they did report that they're still nursing those injuries. So, I mean, there are a number of Redskins that, although we seem to be fairly healthy, mm. uh, those guys probably aren't back to 100% yet. Well, I guess today was the first day of practice, right? They probably had Tuesday off, am I, or am I wrong? I wouldn't have, man. I would have brought them in and made them do wind sprints. If I was Shanahan. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They, they, I would have made them, they battled made pretty them show hard. up on Tuesday. I thought they battled pretty hard in that game. It was a rough game. I don't care. They, they need to remember going into next week's game. I don't want to do wind sprints the next day. You know how I feel about <laughs> next week's game? What's that? I can't wait. I'm ready. We need some revenge because remember, me and John were at that game in St. Louis last Can't year, wait. where we got embarrassed and had to listen to all these like hoity-toity St. Louis fans that don't don't know how to watch football talking to us about how bad the Redskins suck and this and that. So I can't wait. I can't wait for revenge. I can't wait. By the way, Aaron, you are correct. Santana Moss and Jabbar Gaffney, the only two receivers wide receivers to catch the ball. Yeah, and like uh, the first two weeks, we were like passing it around to everyone. Yep. Both of those guys had five receptions. And I don't... Moss for 70, Gaffney for 60. And I don't see any excuse because there was parts of the game where where uh, Dallas were down to like their third and fourth cornerbacks. I don't understand. But anyway, maybe Dallas's defense is just that good. I don't know. We'll find out as the season progresses, I guess. Here's another thing so, I wanted to point out about the game. All right. Real quick. Brandon Banks didn't do jack. What did he have, 12 um, return yards? I, I was actually going to say something about that just now, right before you said it, but I thought, ah, we've moved on. But, yeah, dude had uh, kickoff returns. He had five uh, returns, averaged 20 yards a return. His longest was 23. But his punt return, he had two of them, only averaged eight yards. Longest was 10. He was starting yeah. to run around like I, like Like Antoine Randall L. Dude, that's, I actually put that out there. Uh, I don't know if I put it out there on Twitter, but I said it at least. Uh, like, what's with Brandon Banks, man? Don't dance. Just run. He just needed to run. Mm-hmm. There was one time he actually ran backwards. I was like, dude. I know he like Antoine, ran. He did like some button hook or something. It ran. Antoine Randall, cut it out. Just go straight Seriously. forward, dude. Run. Yeah, in the words Run. of John. Run. <laughs> Run. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we want to talk a bit about St. Louis. How much do we really want to say? Playing the Rams this week. I think, um, I don't know if uh, Steven uh, Jackson is still out or not. But if he is, that's a good sign. I don't think the Redskins can take this game lightly at all. They need to go there and play full tilt and go up to three and one in the in the league. Because um, I can tell you that Steven Jackson uh, is practicing this. Okay, well then, see, they're getting their running back back. So I mean, it's not going to be an easy game. No game in the NFL, especially for the Redskins, is easy. When's the last time we had an easy game? I can't remember. So they need to go in there. Hopefully, this the fact that they have a short week is not going to be too detrimental to the team. And they won't have some kind of hangover from losing to the Cowboys. They need to get their heads on straight and get in there and crack some skulls. Yes, you, Landry. Yes, you, Landry. Um, and I was just I looking up at the, checking out some Rams news. It seems like they've had some uh, roster moves the past couple of days. They've, uh, <clears throat> you know, they got Jackson coming back. Um, they, uh, they signed uh, a cornerback, um, the old dude, Rod Hood. Rod Hood. Who? Uh, Rod Hood. I don't even know who that is. Rod Hood? Yeah, who's that? He's co- well, he's coming in for, um, who's that guy that got hurt on the Rams in week one? He had that neck injury. That cornerback that they have. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Bartel. Ron Bartell. Ron Bartell. Anyway, Hood played, I think, for the Titans. Okay. If I remember right. And I think they hired, they also brought in another Titans player, like former Titans player this week, uh, a wide receiver. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Anyway, so it looks like they've been pillaging from the Titans' old inventory and uh, trying to add to their numbers. I don't know really what that does to us, if anything. Well, hopefully it won't help them. <laughs> hopefully it won't help them. But Hopefully it means I mean, they're desperate. They're just trying out some something new. I don't know. Um, what else about the uh, what else about the Rams? Didn't Rush Limbaugh buy the Rams or something like that? Dude, I Didn't remember hear that? hearing something about that, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh well, if that's all we have to say about the Rams, and all we really want to say is that we beat them next week, so. Let's move, I think we can move on. I think you know. You know what? I think we should move on too. What time is it? It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> this week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by that custard stand in. Uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, <laughs> <laughs> and David Lee that Custard Stand that flies the uh, Dallas sucks flag, unbeknownst to themselves, proudly. Hmm. Josh, you want to go with your kick first? 
My kick. Well, I was going back and forth about this. I mean, it's easy. Can we just... I don't even know if it's easy to give a collective kick, honestly. I think it probably is. But uh, I think I'm going to give my kick to number 77. Jamal Brown? Yes. For that penalty that he had? Dude, seems to... He seems to, I don't know, maybe he can't hear or he can't see the ball or something. He jumps every every week, it seems, or he has a holding penalty or something. Yeah, and he's a veteran, too. Yeah, I know. I don't understand it. It's like every, I swear, it's every week. I'm like, come on, again? I want. I need to look up how many weeks in a row. Well, I mean, we've only had three games, but how many weeks or how many penalties he's had over the past few weeks. Hmm. Seems like a lot in my mind. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it could, It seems like a lot because I think the Redskins, I could be wrong, were the least penalized team going into this game. And in the game, they only had like four penalties, and one of them was BS. True. All we had was that Jamal Brown penalty. Uh, we had a holding penalty, I think. We had the pass interference on, I think it was Kevin Barnes. And the BS face mask penalty on D'Angelo Hall, where he didn't even pull his face mask at all. We didn't even talk about that. His hand just slid over the top of his face mask and went right down where it was supposed to be, and then he made the tackle. Yeah, that was horrible, dude. That was that was a horrible, horrible call. So the refs are getting a collective the kick in the balls award for that. They've got to get a collective kick, definitely. Plus, they had the balls to come up and ask, are you guys cheating? Are you guys are you guys calling out fake snap counts? Yeah, Ed Hockalugi came over there and asked him if they were calling out <laughs> snap counts. Seriously. Ugh. Anyway, um, all right. Well, that's an interesting pick because there. I thought there were more blatant uh, kicking the balls to give than that dude. For- I think there were too, but to me, those are those are the. Uh... Those are blatant, like you say. I mean, I think there's obvious ones. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give one, and then I'm going to throw one out for John that I know he would he <clears throat> would uh, endorse. Yep. All right. My kick in the balls award has got to go to D'Angelo Hall because he keeps getting burnt. And not only <laughs> is he getting burnt, he keeps opening his mouth and saying stupid things. I thought we got rid of all the people saying stupid things. He's supposed to I be, knew you were going to give it to him, man. He's supposed to be the captain on this new-look Redskins, which aren't like a bunch of prima donnas. And then he comes out before the game talking about how he's going to hit Tony Romo in his ribs and this and that. And then after the games, he's like cussing about the refs and, and his coaches calling that blitz on third and 21, which was dumb. But still, dude, just shut up and play. And play better. All right. And to go along with that, I have to give another kick to Jim Hazlitt for calling that all-out blitz on third and 21. That was questionable. And now for John's. John, undeniably, if you read his post after the game, I think he would definitely give his kick in the balls award to Rex Grossman for just sucking. Totally, totally. He would totally give that ball. That kicking the ball to Rex Grossman. And I think that's what I was saying. Maybe we have a collective kick or maybe not. But uh, certainly 
Grossman needs to... Man, there's so much he needs to learn to do. Dude, he needs to... When he's outside the pocket, dude needs to learn where to put that ball. He needs to tuck it up under his arm and protect it. Oh, yeah, and we forgot another obvious one. I was just reading John's post, and yes, I think he would give his his overall kick to Rex Grossman because his first line of his post says, Rex freaking Grossman. Cut! That's all I have to say about this game. Aaron is beside himself. We can't even find Josh. (laughs) We can't even find. Kicks to effing Grossman, D'Angelo Hall, and Sav Roca. That's the one we forgot, dude. He had some monster punts, but that botched hold. Like, um, dude, that was three points. The difference in the game was two (laughs) points. Uh, it was, and when you looked at that snap in slow motion, it wasn't uh, like a really horrible snap or anything. No, it, I mean, it was all on him. Yeah. And then John's last line of his post, post says, I mostly blame Rexy, though. He's so freaking terrible. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> but he then puts, I look forward to the rematch in Washington in two months, as do I. So, uh... Okay, so there's our kick. There's our kicks, right? So, would we, with Rex Grossman, do we see Beck next week? No, we do not. They're not going to introduce any kind of controversy or anything like that. I don't like you said. I don't think he played that terrible in the confines of the game. It was a hard fought defensive battle, both sides. But I, I think he certainly made some mistakes. There were a couple of questionable throws. Where Grossman at that that I that solidified John's kick there. I mean, there was the one. It was like between double covers to Santana Moss, and I don't even know how yeah. he caught it, dude. And, it was like, and then the interception was not only it was some zone, but there was some third guy that was hanging out there that wasn't even supposed to be covering him. The one that made the interception, he threw it into three dudes on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he made some really really poor poor decisions. I don't know where they came from because, like you said earlier, it's like it, it's like he was afraid at the beginning of, of the game, and at the end of the game, it's like he didn't even realize people were there. So I, I just don't know where the decision, the poor decision making, came from. Yeah, he needs to learn when to throw it away. What's that? What's that gambler song? He needs to learn when to hold them and learn when to hold them and learn when to throw it away. Yeah, like I mean, like I think that's why John can't stand him so much is because he'll be good one minute and the next minute he's just like. Very, unpredictable very inconsistent he's like a fickle quarterback when it comes to uh you know is he good it's like am i hot or not dot com <laughs> only only am i a good am I, quarterback am i gross am i gross or not dot com <laughs> am i gross or not am i uh, gross man dot com right <laughs> am i gross man <laughs> um, or not dot com Anyway, there's the kicks, and and I'm alongside John on that kick for sure. I, I got to give another mini kick to Aslett. I think he questionable choices, especially that last all-out blitz. I don't understand that. Don't understand it either. All right, so we're getting up here in time, so we better go ahead and um, go into the flip side of this. The Game Ball Awards. And now, the coveted ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Uh, Game Ball Awards. Um, Go for it, dude. Let me collect my thoughts about this. Who was I going to give my Game Ball to? 
Leron Landry. All right. Dude, dude. I didn't don't even know why I had to think about it. You can see, and I've already said in this podcast, that I think the production of the defense went up by at least ten to twenty percent when he stepped on the field and play one. That guy is good. He was in on the first tackle. And he was in on almost every tackle, every play he was in. Just like last year before he got injured. So the fact that he's at strong safety now, and we've got a Tagway playing uh, playing uh, free safety, to me, is going to be good coming, going forward. I want to see him play this week, and I hope... He wasn't limited, right? No, he was playing fully. So, yes, I was pumped about that. All right, go ahead, dude. All right. Uh, no, that was good. That's a good, solid pick. Um, I got to give my game ball this week. A little obscure for me, but uh, I got to give it to the second-year man, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, Trent Silverback Williams. Um, dude. Williams contained Marcus Ware pretty much most of the night. Uh, I think he did a solid job. I think I think that Demarcus Ware was truly ineffective against Trent Williams, and I really feel like um, surprising. Surprising. I kept surprising. waiting for him to break through on in that first quarter, kind of like it looked Rex Grossman was. I didn't. He just too. didn't do and it. I don't. And, and I kept watching him too, going, "Man, is he holding him? What's the deal?" Uh, but he, he held him he once just, and got away with it. But that's he right. did, he did, uh, he at least once. But consistently throughout the game, he was not holding him, and he was somehow managing to contain Demarcus Ware, mm-hmm. which was a, which you know, who is a player that's known for not being contained. So yeah. uh, he had a huge I gotta game. Get, yeah, I gotta give the game ball to Trent Williams. That's a good one. So, um, who do you think John would give his game ball to? I thought he might give it to Trent Williams, but uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, he's definitely not Rex Grossman, and definitely not D'Angelo Hall. I think he might give his uh, game ball to um, uh, Josh Wilson. Or maybe a Togway for that breakup in the end zone. That was pretty nice. Yeah, maybe so. We can't speculate too much. but I can't speculate, uh, but we know that John would give it to a fine, upstanding player on the Washington Redskins. <laughs> That's right. We'll leave it at that. Maybe he can fill us in. if you know who you think John would have given his game ball to, make sure you send us an email at redskinsfan at com, or call us up on the hog line at 177-HARRYHOG. That's H-A-R-R-Y-H-O-G, Harry Hog. Um, you can and let us know and you, who you think John gave us. Gave us game and us. you can tweet at us at Harry Hawk. And I have been tweeting during the games, even though I really don't know for sure what I'm doing. I just know that if <laughs> if someone tweets and I hit the little reply button on my iPhone, then it'll like go back to where they can see it. And yeah, and I know Aaron doesn't understand the nuances of, of the of the tweetosphere. And I know that you can just write hit the little thing that looks like a piece of paper with a pen and it'll write one that just goes out there somewhere. But I don't understand the little thing with the like pound sign and stuff. And I've been, I've been trying to actively delete Aaron's tweets when he mistakes and oops. Uh, what? Huh? Have I been making mistakes? No, I'm kidding. me. All right. 
Um, so anyway, there's our game balls. If you know who John sent his game ball to, give him his game ball to, let us know. Yeah. Uh, what else we got or, here? Or I'm sure he'll um, let you know next week. Uh, let me see. You know, uh, hog slop. You got anything? Not not much happening on the hog slop. Or what's on the uh, Harry Hog uh, fantasy football league roundup? Oh, yeah. Let me name? give you the roundup for the week. As I anticipated, I thought it was going to be one week or two sooner than what it ha- happens to be. But if you go to the link that Josh is going to put up on the website, you'll be able to get to the standings for Harry Hog Football League and look. As of right now, in the top of the Burgundy Division, Harry Hog Football is Virginia Beach Balls at 3-0, and and that is coached by John Adams. In the, Virginia Beach Balls. In the Gold Division, the top of the standings, the Staten Island Ferries, coached by yours truly, 3-0. and and those were huge games for us this week. Honey Badger lost their first game to drop to two and one. And I don't know what else happened. I just know that me and John are in first place like we should be. So And I'm in last. So bring it on. <laughs> anyway, and Josh is relegated to another league. He didn't even make it. <laughs> I know, I didn't even make the league. Um I guess that's it, man. We got some shout-outs this week, right? Uh, tons of people tweeting at us this week. Um, those of you that called in, just remember, we're going to put you on the podcast. We try to keep it somewhat family-friendly here, so uh, you know, we understand your passion. We enjoy listening to your... Uh... Yeah. We'll leave it at that. So keep calling uh, in, Will. <laughs> shout-outs to uh, Desmond C. Lee, too, Tiger Tats, Rich Tandler, Tanner Cooley, Bees knees, uh, daily grumbles. Gosh, we had so many. Sharon, Bolt Skins, Alexi, Ninja Death Stars, Kelly Johnson at CSN, uh, Jeff Watts, fifty one fifty, Burgundy Goldman, Avi Eight Bell, Nikos, P- BPBS, Nightwing nineteen, etc., etc. All you guys that are tweeting in, thank you so much. Appreciate all of your uh, conversation. Yeah, Desmond Klee, too, was the guy that I kind of had to uh, talk off the ledge at the end of the game, kind of like Josh and John did me at the Carolina game a couple years ago. So, dude, I've been there. It's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing, dude. It's a long season. Reds, Don't worry. Redskins going 15-1. and one, And we got the Rams this week. So let's go in and get it done. All right. So uh, check us out on the website. Give us a ring eight eight seven. I'm sorry, one seven seven Harry Hog. You like what we're doing? Click the little PayPal donate button. We'd love to take a dollar, five dollars, whatever you could donate to keep us on the air. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to you guys later. Hail to the Redskins! And if you see a Cowboys fan, you can still joke. Joke.